Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey gang, this is Marriage Therapy Radio with Zach and Laura. Thanks for listening. Today we are talking about uh, betrayal, infidelity in particular. A lot of times the support around betrayal belongs to the person who was harmed or who, um, you know, was maybe maybe the victim. But we want to talk a little bit about what it's like to support the person who is involved. Um, what does it mean for them? How do we help uh, them as a way to help the couple? And I think it's a it's an interesting angle, and we're excited about it. So stick around. Namaste. I'm Namaste. I'm really nervous today because today is Tuesday, and the women's national team is playing in the semifinals of the World Cup this afternoon. How many more games I, do they have to play before they win? Okay, let me ask you that. The women's national team is playing in the semifinal uh-huh. of the World Cup this mm-hmm. afternoon. So how many more games do they have I have to play? no idea because like a semifinal might, in my eyes, it's like a, it's like a bracket. So a semifinal might mean that, that they right. have yeah. mo- yep. like three more yep. games. I'm guessing actually two no. more games until they... Semifinal. Yeah. So there's the final. Uh-huh. That's one. There's the semifinal. That's two. And then there's the quarterfinal. Well, two more games. That was so la- today... That was last week. Today yeah. is... What time do they play? They play at noon. And this is to discover whether or not they go on to be World Cup. So my husband actually shared with me. No, 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 no. This is a this is to decide whether they go to the final. Oh, to the final? And then yeah. the winner goes on to the World Cup? No, this is the World Cup. <laughs> if they win two more games, they are the best team in the world. Okay, then I was right. So you're calling it a final and I'm calling it the World Cup. Not that they've won the World Cup, but they're going to the World Cup. Final. final. No. I'm calling it the semifinal of the World Cup, <laughs> which is what it is. Right. And if they win, they win the World Cup. They're not going to the World Cup. They're already in it. Oh, okay. 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 I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. All right. This is the end. This is the end. Oh, and so enters yeah. conversations that happen between my husband and myself where he's like, you miss out on so much in life, Laura. What is going on in your head? Hey, so here's the other thing. So by the time this podcast comes on, the tournament will be over. And the U.S. will either have won, they'll have either finished in first, second, third, mm-hmm. or fourth place. And I'm just really nervous about it because it's my favorite So team. let's give a little bit of statistics. If they go on and they win the final, 
that would mean that these mm-hmm. women have won. The U.S. team has won four times. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. That's a, the, I yeah. learned that because I was listening um, to my husband talk about this and he was pretty excited. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, so that's you. Yeah, that's your um, Tuesday. My Tuesday is. That's my Tuesday. Uh, I'm pretty sure I am losing weight by the minute because I have the stomach flu. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag instant weight loss. Summer bod. Yeah. Oh man, I'm doubled right over. Yeah. You can see me doubled over. I'm basically just trying to make it through my day and I have back-to-back clients all day today. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and I'm going to see Spider-Man tonight. Uh, oh, is that with Jake Gyllenhaal? You know, he's my celebrity crush. Yeah, it is with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. 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 Jake Gyllenhaal. So I have a busy day. <laughs> very, very and busy. I'm, and, and I'm seeing a client today and I'm being a client today. Okay. So you I'm are yeah. very busy. Well, I, I just have clients and I took my dog for a walk and then I washed him. I don't know how many times you're supposed to wash a dog, but I wash him. I would say like every three days because we, we really make a mess. Okay. uh, Rather than just kind of go back and forth, because the last time we talked, you said that some people said less banter. So we're going to cut it off. Yeah. Um, well, specifically, they don't want you talking about my water bottle. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair enough. I don't want to see you with your water (laughs) bottle. So that's, it's an even trade. Um, so here's one thing. I think that we are going to be guests on the art of charm podcast coming up, which is going to be really fun. Um, I'm quite familiar with their podcast. They're very popular. When I made a list, uh, like was secreting this, I was putting it out into the world and manifesting, um, big name podcasts for us to be guests on. Uh, this was one of them. So it's really cool Cool. to be a guest on their podcast. So that'll be coming up. Um, I'm not sure when the podcast will be released, but if you follow us on, um, well, on this podcast, we'll tell you when it's on. But here's what I wanted to talk about. You know how in the winter, specifically around the holidays, uh, wait, what? I made a promise to some friends and I want to, I want to honor that promise real quick. So those guys from Bagby, remember Bagby? Oh yeah, I do. I do remember Bagby. They, they have been uh, paying attention to the podcast for a mm-hmm. long time. They have a very cool mission, which is to help couples, families mm-hmm. kind of separate themselves from their phones. Yeah. Um, and we've talked Minimize about this several the times. digital distraction like, in their lives and connect with yeah, one another. And so, yeah. So we bought a couple of things. They have, um, the sleeping bags. bags, which are yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. That you put your mm-hmm. phone in at night, which we use consistently for about a year mm-hmm. um, until we reorganized. And I don't know where they are now. Sorry, guys. Um, but then they also have one that's like a tabletop one that if you have guests over, you can put everybody can put their phone like Ooh. in this bag. And it's just this like, I um, love that sort of hiding place for the phone for yeah. the night. Um, but they were kind enough to donate to us this other thing, mm-hmm. which what, what were they called? Flubbers? Flubber, I, I have it in my bag. Flub- I keep them actually in yeah. my, here you're going to hear, hear me zip, zip. And this is exactly what they're called. They are called the anti-fubbing band. It says, look. Fubbing. Look yeah. 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 So we gave them out to our, our couples. Some of them have told us how much they really enjoyed just having the op- option. Yeah. To kind of put a band around their phone, which basically turns off the touchscreen mm-hmm. and makes it impossible to use. And they've created some agreements around when they use it and when they don't. Um, we've given them to our kids, which is yeah. really cool. But um, it's not a formal endorsement. It's really just a friendship. And just wanted to let you know that um, if you're interested in finding creative ways to uh, tuck your phone yeah. away. Actually, here's what check out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a promo code so that you can, you can take 25% off. So if you put in... It will, first of all, if you go to Bagby, um, to take is it a look. Dot com? Yep. 
Uh, so it's Bagby Bagby Brand.com. Bagby Brand.com. And then if you put in Fubber 25, and Fubber is P H U B B E R 25, then you get to take 25% off. But I love these bands because, and I keep them in my backpack, um, mostly because my backpack goes everywhere with me because I'm an anti purse human. Um, that, like, if I'm out to dinner and I want to throw my husband a Fubber, it's sort of a cue to him that here we're going to be turning mm. our phones off. And it's, it's like a nonverbal way to say, look up from your phone and pay attention to me. Um, so I yeah, it. I keep my fubbers in my anti-fubbing band, but I just call it a fubber, uh, in my backpack, which is pretty cool. Okay. So cool. thank you very much, Bagby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, here's something that's coming up. It is the beginning of summer. I have multiple, multiple, multiple clients coming out of the woodwork with recent affairs and people who are seeking mm. me out um, as someone who can help them to recover from an affair. And mm. we we did an episode back, I would say, probably around the holidays because you had what was like all of the infidelities coming out of the woodwork. And that tends to happen right around the holidays. And for whatever reason, it's happening yeah, right around the, the beginning of summer. So um, we have talked extensively about how to support what we would call the harmed partner. That's the one who hasn't been involved in the, in the infidelity, but there mm. may have been a recent discovery on the part of the harmed partner. I wanted to speak specifically and support um, the involved partner and sort of give some ideas of what to be, what to be expected. What do we know about what goes into um, being part of the person in the, in the, affair that is involved and just wanted mm-hmm. to provide some guidance if we could. Are you game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So no, it's really challenging because when they come in, you know, there's this, um, there's this moment that typically begins with the person who was involved in the affair having to kind of confess right. it. Right. I don't know if that's, they don't, um, it's not like the guy comes in and says, my wife had an affair mm-hmm. or my husband had, it's more like she comes in and says, yeah, I messed up. And I need to talk, talk about that. Oh. And so they usually, they usually go first, right? Mm. I don't know if that's your no, experience. But usually it, it's it, after it, a, a discovery, after a recent discovery. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but it, but it's the, it's the involved partner who, who's usually is speaking first in the session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that your experience? Yeah. yeah. And yes. Um, And generally what ends up happening, and I will say this, is that truth comes out in these little droplets. It's like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's rather than ripping the Band-Aid completely off and disclosing everything at once, it's it's been a string of either the harmed partner having to become the most amazing detective ever, and they have some sneaking suspicion. I mean, our gut instincts are so powerful, and you have reason to suspect that your partner is doing something and you are out to seek truth. So you begin being a detective and then you find out little bits of truth and you do everything you can to get your partner, the involved partner to confess, to say, give something of truth to, to you. And it ends up coming out most often rather than a big verbal diarrhea dump boy, that is so appropriate for my stomach situation. But, um, you're probably making a face and I can't see it right now, but (laughs) You're, you're so disgusting, Laura. I know. I'll say it. Um, but it usually comes out in these little trickles of truth. And it's hard because oftentimes it's like you don't want to hurt your partner. I really, truly believe that involved partners, um, they don't go out there seeking to hurt their partner. 
They really don't. Mm. And when the Mm -hmm. truth comes out, it is incredibly painful, not only for them to be disclosing it, but for them to see their partner discovering the truth. And they don't want to hurt their partner and they don't want to tell Mm -hmm. the truth. If they could keep it a secret, they would. And they've probably done a really good job keeping it a secret up until this point. Well, it's really hard. Um, It's not it's not hard because it's our job and it's and it's part of what what we're trained to do. But it's it's challenging to hold compassion for both partners mm-hmm. because um, you, you don't want to create a scenario where you're trying to uh, arbit, you know, be the arbiter of right and wrong right. or the judge right. of the situation. Yeah. Um, and so I tend to have a, tend to work harder to have more compassion for the involved mm-hmm. partner. And it's because I want to model that for the harmed partner. Right. Um, because there, the, the way I describe it a lot is that nobody kind of, I mean, I mean this is, it's hard to say nobody, but people don't generally go out and be like, I think I'm going to have an affair right. today. They don't, um, certainly there are those who are kind of driving up and down looking for a prostitute or have a one night sure. stand in Las Vegas at a bachelor sure. party or something. But, but the ones that are more relational tend to start in very benign kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like just a little light flirting at the coffee bar mm-hmm. and that feels good. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you find them on the social just, media and then you start messaging back and forth and you have conversations. Yeah, and, yeah. Maybe it doesn't even go that fast. Right. I mean, sometimes these things cultivate for years right. and years, but the, but I describe it a lot. Like um, it's almost like you're walking around at the top of a Canyon. Um, and as you, as you kind of descend into the Canyon, you still can see above the horizon for a little while, mm-hmm. right? You still can see common sense and decency. And then you get lower and lower and the turns get a little faster and you can't see quite as much. And the, and the, and it's the, the pattern is accelerating. It's almost like a, like a funnel, mm-hmm. right? Like a kind of a Canyon mm-hmm. funnel. And so what happens is when the event gets discovered in some way, the harmed partner generally wants the, the, the person who's had an affair to kind of rocket back up the Canyon mm-hmm. and just like get back to the right. top and have both feet on yeah. solid ground yeah. and they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, in part because they've spent a lot of time deceiving themselves and their, their partner. And I always say, you got to let them kind of walk back up. Um, yes. Which doesn't include necessarily staying involved with the affair partner, but it does mean. It's a grieving process. They, I mean, you're ending well, one relationship with your, with your affair partner, but yeah. Well, and, and they're not in relationship with the truth. Mm-hmm. And so to have the, the affair partner say, I want the truth, the whole truth. Right. I'm like, they don't know it. Yeah. They, they have worked very, very hard yeah. to create an alternate reality where that makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, this is another thing I usually tell the, um, the harmed partner is there are things that you can't unhear and mm-hmm. maybe you don't want the whole truth, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you don't want to know everything yeah. um, because that can create breaches that, that sometimes uh, or tears that sometimes can't be repaired. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, so I'm doing this whole, telling this whole story, sorry, with, with, um, almost in an educational way to the, the couple. Um, but with an eye on sort of modeling, um, compassion and also accountability for both, both partners. Mm -hmm. So you had said something that I think is really important if we're, you know, specifically speaking to the involved partner, which is Mm -hmm. this whole idea that once your partner, the harmed partner is aware that you have been betraying them, whether it be a one time in Vegas, whether it be an emotional affair, or sexual affair, both, whatever it might be for years with people, you know, whatever it might be. Um, they want you to rock it out of the, the Canyon, right? Like this expectation mm-hmm. of you've been caught, 
you need to choose me or choose your partner. And they say, I choose you. And you, you almost think, okay, great. You choose me now. Now this is going to be very fast. Let's rock it out of the Canyon. But there is so much grief and uncertainty that oftentimes the involved partner sits in. Um, and uncertainty oftentimes having to do with, I don't know if I want to end this relationship. I I don't, Mm. uh, honestly, I was really happy having a spouse at home and then also having an affair partner. And now all of a sudden you're asking me to choose. And it may not be one of those things where they look you dead in the eye and say, I choose you. Um, And sometimes that can change over time. Yeah. So, um, and I've mentioned this. I think too, it's sometimes, I don't know if I can, right? What if it's my secretary and I got to get HR involved and I got to da 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 There's so many different like weird scenarios totally. that these things show up in yeah. that I think, I think one thing we have to do is think about like kind of the highest level goal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I go to compassion and accountability and sort of, um, you know how we call it? Like there's a thing that we call the flight to health. No, I have no idea. I've never heard of the flight to health before. The, well, the flight to health is, no, I'm good. I'm all good. I cut everything off. I'm better. I'm here. I'm present. Uh-huh. I'm ready to go. Let's do that. And I've done none of the work okay. to grieve. Right. I haven't done any right. of the work to to fix or solve. I just put a bandaid on it and said, let's do yeah. this. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm back. And I think that that needs some time. Yeah. You've got to move through so. the, the process. Yeah. So uh, I... Here's the hard part is that there's a lot of gray area and it can be really uncomfortable for both people, the involved person or partner mm-hmm. and the harmed partner to say, well, what the heck? Like this has been going on. Now I want for you to choose me or I want for you to choose your affair partner, whatever it is. But oftentimes people want to force you one way or the another. And I'm just saying it's not that easy. There is going to be a significant amount of time where they might have to sit in that uncertainty um, and choose because I will, I'll be perfectly honest. Number one, good relationships have affairs, but also affairs are, and can also be a symptom of a broken relationship. And mm-hmm. sitting in that uncertainty can often mean weighing out the choices. Do I want to be in this relationship that was broken from the get go, um, and was part of the slippery slope entering into this affair? Uh, and do I want to put all the hard work and energy rebuilding after an affair and rebuilding a relationship that was broken in the first place? Or do I want to leave this relationship and do I want to be with my affair partner? Um, mm-hmm. And is that affair partner going to stay with me? So here's, um, I'm going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Uh, please blow it. Um, I, there's a third person to choose, right? Um, and it's the, it's you, it's choosing you, right? And looking at your own motivations, your own wounds, your own, um, struggles, your own tensions, your own needs, your own wants, Mm. and really coming to peace with that. Right. Because I I always say to people who come in, I said, Hey, if I said to you a year ago, Hey, would you ever have an affair? Yeah. Almost universally they go, no, never. I would never do that. Right. Right? So they have this idea of who they are. Mm. Um, they are a person who would never do Mm -hmm. that. And then all of a sudden now they are a person who would do that. Yeah. And somewhere in between who their idea of who they are got lost. Mm. And so you can choose your partner, you can choose your affair partner, but you got to choose yourself, right? You got to choose some sense of, I need to get back to my own sense of identity and integrity Mm. and internal, internal, like, um, understanding 
and what it is that makes me tick and why did I make some of these choices and where did, and that is a really critical piece of the puzzle. Wow. I I mean, what you just talked about, and I have certainly experienced this with a lot of clients is this level of guilt and this level of not really loving yourself. When, when the affair comes to light, there is such a, an amount of, I never thought I would be the type of person to have an affair. Well, let me tell you, 40% of all relationships experience some form of betrayal. So, I Mm. mean, you might think that you're not going to, and nobody thinks I'm not going to get a divorce. Well, the divorce rate is closer to 50%. So we have a divorce rate 50, close to 50%, uh, a betrayal rate that's close to 40%. And we all think that it's not going to, that lightning's not going to strike us. So I think that there's a, a great amount of guilt and grieving of your own loss of identity and a change Mm -hmm. of identity. Yeah. What if there was an easy way to achieve connection without having to do a ton of work? And what if you could make just a few small changes that helped you feel more alive, awake, and aware? Well, we're convinced that there is and that you can because we have worked with hundreds of couples. We've poured over reams of research. We've even experienced change in our own marriages. And time and time again, if we have learned anything, it's this. You do not have to stay stuck. That is why we created Marriage in Motion. It's a video series for couples, 16 videos with corresponding activity sheets because we want for you to take the information and the research that we have poured over and put it into action in your own relationship. Marriage for Motion is available now. Go to forbetter.us and for less than $300, you get the entire video series for a lifetime. We also have a guarantee that if you don't experience small changes in your relationship that have a big impact, we'll give you your money back. Check it out at forbetter.us. We'd love for you to try the Marriage in Motion video series for couples. Here's one thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit, which is this idea of you as the involved partner cannot compare your affair partner to your significant other. There is, you're not comparing apples to apples because while you are still involved and maybe you've cut things off, but you're trying to figure out who do I go with? You're, you're comparing um, a fantasy world with this affair partner to the stability and what you know a lot about the stability and, and the, uh, what would you call that? Uh, there's nothing novel about the partner that you've been with for a while. Um, the, yeah, kind of the, but there's, there's yeah. uncertainty and there's excitement and there's this romanticized vision of what this affair partner is like. And you can't compare the two, which means that I've had a lot of people that have said, I want to work on my marriage. I want to just get, see if we can make this something that I want to stay, stick with. And meanwhile, they're still seeing their affair affair partner. Meanwhile, they're still in Mm. contact with their affair partner. And that's, you are, that is the wrong way to do it because you're just not giving yourself any uh, fighting chance. If, if that, if you have a therapist that is going to allow for you to continue to see your affair partner while also doing marriage therapy to rebuild your marriage, that's the wrong therapist for you. There's no (laughs) way. You might as well be doing therapy with three people rather than two, because that's exactly what's going on is there's this third person in the room with the affair partner. If you continue to see them, there has to be a cutoff. I'm always reticent to, 
to go all in on stuff like that. I do know that it's the prescription. I do know that it's right. right. And I just think that it's, um, it, it still needs, del- it still needs to be handled delicately. Yeah. Right. And, and part of it, because, because we don't, we don't know kind of what the landscape is again, what if it's your secretary or mm-hmm. a soccer mom or, uh, or whatever, that's just kind of, and, and it's just, uh, there's absolutely, absolutely. You can't work on two relationships at once and you need to come up the Canyon, right? Mm -hmm. You need to kind of come up and, 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 you know, but I, again, I'm not arguing that you you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. I'm just saying there, there has to be a nuance to how you, how you go about the process of extricating from one sort of reality that you've created for yourself and leaning back into the other, the sort of the, the, the permanent reality. Yeah. I just, I find that there are a lot of people that are, are sort of, they have a toe in each, each in, in each pool. They're in mm-hmm. therapy with their, with their, uh, marriage partner or their life partner and, uh, they're in therapy and yet they're also trying to keep their affair partner just on the periphery, just in case things don't work out in, in marriage therapy. So it's like, well, if things don't work out in marriage therapy, I always have my fallback, which is my affair partner. And, mm. and, and I really think the only way to do it is you have to commit to one or the other. I honestly don't mm. think that you can, you can have a significant amount of growth and commitment. So Shirley Glass was saying, um, Shirley Glass wrote this book, not just friends. And I recommend it to every single person who walks through my doors that says, you know, I'm dealing with the aftermath of betrayal, or, um, I think that I'm maybe on the slippery slope of having an affair in the future, uh, or whatever it might be, uh, we're susceptible. But she says that you have about an 80% chance of healing from the affair if you are fully committed. But if you are, mm. if you have one toe in your affair partner and one, that sounds awkward, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you are uh, somewhat committed to rebuilding your relationship to your significant other, the, the chances are closer to 20% uh, of, mm. of healing from that affair. So it comes down to deciding to commit. And again, like I said, it's you can't commit day one when your partner discovers that betrayal and says, boy, what's going on here? You need to pick me or pick your other partner. Sometimes it takes months to sit in that uncertainty and to grieve and to just figure out who am I and what am I looking for before you. Well, and as, and as, and as lopsided as this may sound, and I want to make it clear that we, that we've chosen today to talk to the involved partner. Right. And so I don't want to alienate the harmed partner at all, right. but the reality is that in order to lean in fully to the relationship or restored relationship, the involved partner has, is going to have some asks. Mm-hmm. It's going to have some, some things that they need to see change or be different. And again, sometimes it's not that, but, but if, if I, if I cheated because I was lonely or if I cheated because you were never home or if I cheated because I've been trying to get your attention for years and I've never been able to do that, like that, that has to change fundamentally in order to, create the foundation for a new, new relationship. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have a good reason. Right. Um, it does, but it does mean that you have, you have the permission to say, Hey, this is my know, relationship I, too. I want, yeah, yeah. And I want to be, there are some things that I want mm-hmm. in this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So we have, we did a webinar a while back and it was all about supporting and, and communicating um uh, just giving guidance to the harmed partners. So that's why we're coming back. And we're talking about the involved partner because there's always two pieces to this. And as a therapist, like what you said, Zach, is we have to be able to hold that space equally between the two. 
and help you to come back together. And I will tell you the truth. Oftentimes you are both the harmed and the involved partner and Mm. it's, it goes both ways. Well, the one thing that I think is really cool about the way that John in particular Gottman talks about affairs is that he talks about it under the umbrella of betrayal Mm -hmm. and that all relationships have betrayal. Some of them include uh, a relationship with another person. Some of them include a relationship with your job or with the bottle or with your kids. Mm. Um, and so it's really, it's, this is a, this is the sexy one that gets all the headlines, right. but the reality is we're talking about how do, how do both partners deal with the sense of betrayal that exists inside the relationship Yeah, and restore trust, you know? Absolutely. So. All right. Well, I think if you have any more questions, this is always one of our most popular topics. Uh, so if you have any follow-up questions, send them to info at forbetter.us and we'll try to respond back to them. And maybe it'll just be a, a follow-up episode, actually, of more specific yeah. questions from you. Um, and specifically, I would love to hear from the involved partners that do you have any questions of how we can support you and help you on your uh, path toward whatever path you choose, because oftentimes that path might not be choosing your partner and rebuilding a marriage, but it might be rebuilding a relationship with your co-parent. And, um, and that's important mm. too. So, yeah. all right. Well, thanks for joining hey, me. Fun fact. What? Shirley Glass is Ira Glass's mom. That is a f- So Ira Glass is the host of This American Life. She passed away from cancer, but um, most people know Ira Glass mm-hmm. and now you know his mom. It was kind of fun, actually. I was listening to Ira do an interview and he was he had mentioned his mom. And I was thinking about all the people who don't know how awesome Ira's mom is, because <laughs> in, in my eyes, um, Shirley is is the cooler of the two. Yeah, right. (laughs) I would probably have some mom friends who would say, oh, no, no, no. They almost named their child Ira because they had a crush on Ira Glass. Actually, I think they did. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later, Zach. Gotta go. Feel better. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I have a challenge for you, something that I want for you to do right now. And if you're driving and listening to this, I want for you to do it the moment that you sit down at a table, a desk, your kitchen. Just pull out any scrap piece of paper, anything that you can find around the house. And I want for you to do a complete and total brain dump for five minutes about what you love and adore about your partner. What do you appreciate? What do you find most attractive in them? Write them a love note. Oftentimes we listen to podcasts and we take in all this great information. It goes one ear and out the other, but it is the couples who are making the biggest impact on the relationship that are actually doing They're becoming action takers and they're doing these things. So here's one thing for you to do today. Write your partner a love note and then put it somewhere that they're going to find it. Put it on the dashboard of their car or in their wallet or underneath their pillow. Most of all, I want to say thank you so much for all of the time and attention that you are putting into your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.